Private security guards are replacing police across America. What we've got going on, we, we did the whole defund the police thing and vilified policing as a profession. No young people want to become a cop. So stores that can afford it, communities that can afford it, they're hiring their own private security. What's going to happen to the rest of the United States? Well, let's get into it. Here we go. You know, we talk a lot about the, the haves and the have-nots. I talk about the haves and the have-nots here in Seattle from the standpoint of it's so expensive to buy a home. And I know the same is true in San Francisco, parts of LA, you know, big cities, real estate has become extremely expensive. So the only way that the younger generations, generation millennials and generation Z or whatever it is, you know, young kids, the only way that their young working adults past college are going to be able to afford a house is if their parents can kick them enough money for a down payment. That's something I talk about with my contemporaries all the time, because here in Seattle, everybody, you know, that's been anybody that's, you know, had a couple of homes, worked their way up, they've got a bunch of equity, and they can afford to give their kids, you know, that piece of the American dream, which is get their own house. Well, not everybody lives in that world, just like these businesses across the United States. Not everybody can afford, and this is uh, this is the first uh, major mini-mart in Philadelphia, the Carco, not everybody can afford this gentleman here. Man, that guy looks straight up like a cop, doesn't he? Cop with some kind of, what is that? What kind of gun is that? Um, uh, oh, it's a bullpup shotgun. Good Lord. I mean, are we going after the cartel or are we just, you know, guarding a gas station here? So this gas station I have talked about, the owner is like, yeah, we want to get rid of the riffraff and we can afford to, you know, protect what's ours. And so they've got guys like this running around. Then Philadelphia, and this is close to Kensington Avenue, so I get it. You know what I mean? This is not that far away. This makes sense. And people within the Philadelphia community have said, you know, that one, Carco, we get that one. That's what we're looking at here. But there's a Philadelphia cheesesteak company doing the same damn thing. Got, you know, guys with Kevlar vests and, you know, they're all geared up and they've got an AR-15 at the Philadelphia cheesesteak. I mean, that is some cheesesteak to be guarding, right? I need an armed guard up in here. That's what they're doing. And this is a trend because we don't have enough cops to keep basically a lot of our communities safe. We kid ourselves and say, you know what? You know what we're going to do? We're just going to pay them a lot of overtime. Well, good luck with that. How's that working out? Because then you just run your police force ragged, right? Down in California, there's a city very close to Oakland, Alameda, Alameda. Um, that is offering $75,000 come on bonuses to their police department. 75K. Seattle is offering $30,000 bonuses for new cops. I mean, that's a lot of money to be coming on to a job. You know, when, when your base pay, I think Seattle is 108, something like that. No, 888, maybe Sam, maybe the one down in California is 108, you know, around six figures. And you're going to take a $75,000 bonus. All right. Okay. 
Yeah, you can get a new refrigerator for that. You know, if you're young, stock some of that away. You have a couple hundred grand when by the time you you know get old like me and you you're oh how do I get off the stage here? Where do we go? Where do we go? Did you see Biden's cheat cheat card? Walk to stage. <laughs> it, just, it just went down the thing. I feel so bad for him. That is elder abuse, what we're doing to President Biden right now. Having him run around, the guy can barely get from point A to point B. That's just, yeah, not good. Andre, Andre Boyer enters the gas station like a soldier. Back straight, boots shined, AR-15 pointed towards the floor. He's late to meet me. He says because his employer caught a shoplifter and he needed to sort through red tape. He seems unaware of the flutter of anxiety spreading through the store as customers see his weapon, handcuffs, and bulletproof vest. But if anyone asked, which they don't, he'd assure them that he's there for their own good. And even though it's hard to be relaxed in the presence of a loaded AR-15, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't see that a lot here in Seattle either. I Do we have anything like that? No. What we do have, and I've talked about this multiple times, we've got a large area called South Lake Union area. And that's an area, and, and I've talked with, with friends about, you remember going to concerts back in the day? Do you remember Scoochies? That was a nightclub where none of us ever went. I went through the parking lot a few times, but that whole emo, weird 80s, alternative, smoke clove cigarettes kind of thing, maybe do some drugs, but mainly not. Um, that was never my thing. And the alternative music they were listening to, you know, The Cure and all that good stuff. I did see The Cure lately. But that area used to just be kind of this industrial commercial slash wasteland until, um, you know, one of the co-founders of Microsoft Paul Allen came through with Vulcan development and just bought up site after site after site. Now it's basically Amazon headquarters. And guess what? Amazon does not mess around. So they've got their entire own security force. And that's why that eastern section of downtown is so secure. You can park in Amazon land and walk down to Climate Pledge Arena and just zero issues, zero issues. There's no homeless. There's virtually no graffiti. You know, in that contained area, you get just outside of that area on Mercer Street where we had, you know, a big fire recently and a body rolled up into a into a tarp, you know, a homeless encampment, as you do. I mean, just bodies here and fires and, you know, just ridiculousness, just assaults, the R word, you know, those kind of things going on. But within confines of Amazon land, there's no shenanigans because they've got an armed force of people that you will see. You'll be walking to the show and you'll just see somebody walking around. And, you know, sometimes they're armed, sometimes they're not, but they're not just, you know, not this big, huge, they're armed, but not that way. But we're also talking Philadelphia here, right? So we're also talking Kensington Avenue. If you haven't checked out Kensington Avenue, do it with caution because you may go down a rabbit hole and three hours later, you're like, what did I just do with my life the last three hours? I watched 67 straight YouTube videos on how bad Kensington Avenue is from the standpoint of xylazine and the whole trank dope issue, right? 
So we're not here to beat people up, says Boyer, who heads a site, a private protection agency that's patrolling gas stations and hotels in Philadelphia at the behest of store owners, ones that can afford it, right? That's the big kicker. We're here to let the public know that they can feel safe. One of the podcasts that I declined to do, not declined, but I'm, I'm, I haven't quite got into it, is the lack of laundromats in San Francisco. Now, mainly it's because of urban economics. The, the, you know, you got utilities going up, you got rent going up, but you can only charge so much for people to wash their dirty clothes and dry their dirty clothes. Up to nine bucks for a load in San Francisco, $9, three loads of laundry, 27 bucks. That's, that's crazy. But one of the things buried in the article that I read was that oftentimes the laundromats are unmanned. So homeless people can go in there and tear machines apart, set up shop, live there. And if the owner isn't local and isn't managing the shop on a daily basis, that can get away from you. And the laundromats do not have, I'm talking self-serve laundromats, the laundromats do not have the ability within their budget to pay for security. So that's why so many of them are closing up. The numbers don't work and it's a security issue. So, you know, liberal utopia, San Francisco has got a lot of housing that is old and is very difficult to retrofit with washer and dryer. You got to redo the electrical, you got to redo plumbing. And sometimes that's just not something that's feasible within these older structures. So yeah, you've got this demand for laundromats, but nobody wants to run them because they're getting ripped apart. They're getting jacked, don't have the money for security in the budget. And the numbers don't make sense at the end of the day, even if you don't get robbed or have homeless people camping out in your laundromat, right? That tends to drive away business. I I don't know if you knew that, but that is what happens. People are like, well, they're just unhoused people. They're fine. No, 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 we're not buying that. Boyer's armed guard services boomed over the last year as Philadelphia police staffing issues led to longer response times. Neil Patel, the owner of this Carco gas station, says he hired Boyer in December after thieves stole an ATM from his gas station and the police didn't respond for six hours. They're busy on other calls. People might say, well, where are they? They're busy on other calls, period. If you go down, you know, enough officers in a shift, you're going to be responding to bare minimums. And some guy at a gas station mini mart, you know, you got robbed. Sorry. Somebody else over here getting the crap beat out of them. We're going to go deal with that ongoing domestic violence situation. We'll get to your, you know, your mini mart when we can. Six hours later. All right. So if you got enough money, these gas stations kick off some real money and they do. And it's so interesting that uh, this is uh, Patel, was it? Indians love gas stations, and that's not meant as any kind of, you know, bad comment, but they consistently purchase them as investments. They love the gas stations, love the mini marts. That's why you see so many of them, you know, throughout the United States. They, they gravitate towards that and they're willing to work the long hours and put the work in to get them up and running. The two that I go to here in, um, in Bellevue. Yep. Yep. Not run by white people. 
Right. So, and I love the folks that, that work at the ones that I go to. It's, it's like, all right. Yeah. So, so you don't have the same skin as me. I don't care. You know, <laughs> I'm more concerned about their, um, <laughs> you know, do, do you have the kind of, uh, potato chips that I like? Do you have, okay. You do. All right. We're on. I'm your friend. Patel is not the only business owner shelling out money for private security as police departments across the U S lose staff. Already struggling to recruit new applicants in 2019, police departments saw a spike of retirements and a drop-off in new recruits after the 2020 murder of George Floyd and the subsequent backlash against police, said Chuck Wexler, the executive director of the Police Executive Research Forum. In Philadelphia alone, police staffing levels dropped nearly 10% from the end of 2019 to the end of 2022. A recent government audit found uh, nationally, the number of sworn officers dropped 7% between 2019 and 2021. Nationally, 7%, almost 10%. So that margin that you need in your community to keep the community safe, especially if you've got multiple incidents going on simultaneously, that margin isn't there. Seattle got lucky this last summer. I really feel like Seattle got lucky when we had Taylor Swift, the all-star game, all of these events going on. It was like six major events. If we would have had something crazy go on, well, sorry, the guys are all busy making sure Taylor Swift, you know, sings her 45 straight songs at her concert. It's supposed to be a great show. I'm just not a Taylor Swift fan. Just no go. People are like, oh, it was so amazing. Sean, you like concerts. You should have gone just because. Well, no. Taylor Swift, no. Sorry, folks. Hard no go. ZZ Top. I mean, you know where I lie on that. They're epic, especially under pressure. While police departments were losing officers, crime was rising in many parts of America. Murders, assaults, and car thefts rose nationally in 2020, according to the Brennan Center for Justice. I didn't know there was a Brennan Center for Justice, but I'm all for it, right? And <laughs> who knows? All those centers for justice, they seem to be just they go down these crazy roads more than they actually bring about justice. And an increase in homelessness is heightened anxieties about safety because the homeless are on drugs and they need to steal for their drug addiction habits. So there you go. Not that hard to figure out. It's just everybody wants to blame something else because if we really wanted to look at what's causing a lot of societal decay, we'd have some issues because we do not have the ability to put people in mental institutions and get them the addiction treatment that they need. That's what's going on. And, but we're going to ignore it. Well, there's just so much injustice out there. And there's a lot of racism. And it's not racism causing what you got going on. It's policy that these cities have enacted that is going wildly sideways on them. And then the vast majority of people just want to ignore it. Everything's fine. Seattle's fine. <laughs> These factors bolstered the private security industry, which had already been growing steadily since the terrorist attacks of September 11th, but has boomed since 2020. There are roughly twice as many security guards employed in the U.S. than there were 20 years ago, according to the Security Industry Association, although the nation's population has only grown 16% over the same period. By 2021, there are about two police officers but 3.1 security guards for every 1,000 civilians. And what's important there is, again, that is if you can afford it, right? 
Not all businesses can afford it. Armed security at your store year round. That's expensive stuff. That's expensive. Not everybody has that in the budget. If you're just getting by, if you're a restaurant, just getting by the cheesecake, the Philadelphia cheesecake, uh, steak, not cheesecake, steak. They got to be selling a lot of cheesesteaks, right? To warrant a guy with an AR-15. I mean, that's, that's committing, right? That's some good cheesesteak right there, right? Private security has taken over everything, said Boyer, the Philadelphia armed guard. He adds that a father recently hired him to take his two children to the movies armed with a shotgun to make sure that they were safe. Yeah. All right. And when I get to this point, I'm like, okay, if, what are we doing here? Are you going to take your kids to the movies? Dad, who's that guy? Well, he's going to keep us safe. How's he going to keep us safe? Well, if the bad man comes, he pulls out his shotgun and shoots them point blank on the spot. Oh, maybe we should just stay home and watch Netflix. <laughs> I mean, can you hear that conversation? I mean, what are you doing? If you, if you need a, a armed guard going to the movies, maybe the community that you're in is a little sketch if you've got the money to do that. So that goes right into the whole the haves and have nots, right? Private security signals an unequal economy. Where do you think this is going? Rise of private security is both driven by income inequality. Wealthy people have more things to protect and money to spend to protect them and exacerbates it. It's so true. If you have zero stuff in your home, leave it unlocked, right? You're going to rob me? Go for it. I got nothing. I've got very few things in my, I got a big screen TV. I mean, you can have that. I got a computer. All right. Don't really care. I got about a workout equipment. Don't steal my 75 pound dumbbells. Don't take those. Those are expensive. What is it? 10, 10 cents, a 15 cents. A, I can't remember how much they sell them for per pound, but it's a lot. So for every Neil Patel who decides to shell out 750 bucks a day for round the clock armed guards, there are thousands of business owners and civilians who have to make do with what their taxes can buy. The Los Angeles Police Department is not meeting its staffing goals, for instance, but its neighbor, Tony Beverly Hills, California, has hired two security firms whose employees patrol the city in cars or on foot as an extension of the police says Todd Johnson, CEO of Beverly Hills Chamber of Commerce. In the last two years, with everything we have gone through, we want to make sure that the luxury capital of the world is also one of the safest places. People want, if if you're going to roll in and you're going to spend just a crap ton of money on shopping, you don't want to get jacked walking your bags or having your guy jack, you know, take your bags out to your car. And that's probably an armed person, right? security, right? And you got enough money, you got a target on your head. Residents and business associations in upper middle class neighborhoods like Lincoln Park, Chicago, uh, Neponset, New York, and San Francisco's Marina District have chipped in extra money to hire private security because residents report feeling unsafe. Gee, you think? I was watching a, um, I was watching a story about Shaq. Shaq is like, yeah, you know, I, I have no patience. And when I got traded from wherever to whatever. I just ended up at the house they got me in Phoenix, I think it was. He goes, I didn't have any stuff. So I went to Walmart. It's like late at night. I was just at my house. There's no stuff. Looking around, there's no stuff in my house. So I go to Walmart. 
And so I, I buy one of everything, all down to underwear, shoes, and socks. I buy five televisions because, you know, everybody needs five TVs. I bought, you know, furniture, equipment, you name it. Shaq bought it. It was 70 grand. He said, and the whole point was he spent 70 grand, the biggest one-time purchase ever at Walmart. And I think it was American Express called me and said, yo, Shaq, they stole your credit card. What's up with that? And Shaq goes, no, that was me. You need to run that through. So they reversed the charges and they let his charges go through. They denied him at the time. He did this thing where he, he's like, okay. So I put in my card and it was no go. So, you know, I took it out and, you know, breathe on it. And he did this, put it back in. It didn't go the second time because his, you know, his, his uh, American Express was like 70 grand at Walmart. And I was thinking, Shaq, how many millions you make and you're shopping at Walmart? Well, you know, are you going to get jacked walking from the parking lot? Uh, not if you're seven foot one, 350, right? But for the rest of us, things are different. Wealthy cities can also attract more police officers because they have the tax base to hire uh, higher wages and benefits. Seattle, for instance, is offering an $80,000 salary, okay, and $30,000 signing bonus. But poorer police departments can't come close to matching that kind of money, says Wexler with the Police Executive Research Forum. This is what keeps police chiefs and mayors up at night. Who are going to be the future police officers in their city, he says? Well, you know, Republican cities don't have that problem as much. They didn't defund their police. They didn't go down all these crazy trains of, you know what, we're just going to divert money from the police department into social workers and whatnot. But they didn't go down those roads. So the locations where you've got the police officer, you know, in great demand, but not enough numbers, typically... Your, your liberal strongholds, hate to say it, but that's where we sit. Cities like San Francisco, Seattle, Portland. Yeah. One of the comments this morning in one of the premieres, we do two premieres a day. We release two videos a day on YouTube. Each one of those gets premiered. It's the first time through. You can go there. You can do live chat. I'm usually there for the nine o'clock premiere. One of the comments was, how long until Portland police are less than, was it five or 600 officers? It was a really, really low number. And the discussion was, is it's going to be probably less than five years at the rate that officers are quitting Portland and only a handful of new officers are coming back on. San Francisco's most recent police academy graduated all of six police officers. Six. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, seis. Oh, that's not good, right? Requires two hands to count, but just barely. So, you know, and how many quit? How many retired? How many did a lateral movement? That is why you've got private security for those that can't afford it. How about communities in general? They're losing stores, right? They're losing stores. Because even with security, you can go watch a video that I just put out, which was me walking around the two targets in Seattle that are being closed down because of theft and violence and, and shoplifting. And Target came right out and said, this is the reason we're closing down. In both those videos, you see armed security, not with AR-15s, but you've got full-on third-party security right there at the front door. 
in both of those stores. So even with these levels of additional security in some areas, it's not worth it to keep these stores open. And then you end up with these areas that don't have grocery stores like Chicago, where you've got these big food deserts going on to the point where their knucklehead, super progressive mayor Let's go. Brandon Johnson is like, we're going to do the, we're going to make our own grocery stores. Well, cause you need to, otherwise your people, <laughs> you know, are going to be going communities down the road to get their groceries. And that's, you know, just truly not acceptable because it really impacts the elderly and those who are economically not able to put tons of resources into going getting their groceries. In other words, they got to spend money doing yet another bus ride or whatever, getting to wherever they're going to get groceries. And that's not, you know, that's, that's tough on them to begin with because they already have so little. So in these communities where you don't have the ability to bring on massive amounts of, of private security. And then even if you do, there's sometimes going to be offsetting factors like the two targets here in Seattle. And then also yesterday, Hard Rock Cafe here in Seattle by the Blade. And I'm sure they've got security there. Um, they're closing down. Hard Rock in Seattle is closing down. The only one in the state of Washington closing down. And Hard Rock didn't come right out and say, well, it's because of, you know, theft or violence or whatever. But they're like, you know what? We're, we'd be more than happy to float a Hard Rock Cafe in Seattle just at a better location. And if you don't know the Blade reference, that's between Pike and Pine on 3rd Avenue in downtown Seattle. It's probably one of the most violent stretches of of downtown Seattle, period. It is, period. The other really off-the-charts violent area is in the the International District at uh, South 12th uh, 12th Avenue South and South Jackson Street here in Seattle. You know, those areas where you're just like, yeah, don't go there because you've got just open air drug market, buy and sell, buy and sell stolen goods, you know, human trafficking, you name it, shootings, stabbings, assaults, you name it, it's there. And Hard Rock Cafe in Seattle, which is a block away, just over a block away, said, yeah, we're happy to float a store in Seattle, but can't be that close to the blade, even though they've got their national chain and they've got the ability to do private security. Sometimes you just can't overcome it, but um, it'll be interesting to see down the road, you know, what this evolves to private security. And you already see this in other countries and, you know, around the world private security is just how it goes because the police forces are often so ineffective or so corrupt that it's not a thing. Private security, you got to guard your own. But then that comes down to, all right, certain communities are going to be okay and they're going to draw people in because they're safer. Other communities, not so much, not so much. And if you defunded your police, mm, yeah, like Seattle did under another mayor, and now Mayor Harrell is adding $17 million to the budget, and people are all worked up about that. Now oh, we needed to give it to social workers. Give it to the unarmed social worker. I'm sure that'll be just fine. But, you know, that's what we're doing here in Seattle. Knuckled, knuckleheaded progressive moves that go absolutely nowhere. In fact, they go wildly sideways. And then we sit around here in Seattle going, ah, there's, no, there's no crime. It's all fine. It's all good. It's okay. <laughs> so ridiculous. All right. That's all I got for you on this one. Private security, it's a thing. But, 
you know, 750 bucks a day, you and your children can have a real nice father, son, mother, daughter environment where you got Bill over there with his shotgun, making sure you're safe at the movies. All right. And there's a field trip for you. Okay. Thanks for being here. We'll catch up on the next one. Bye for now. 